0: Hello everyone and welcome to Journey to Success Radio Network. My name is Tom Tutal Cunningham. I'm a Napoleon Hill Foundation Certified Instructor and Resiliency Expert helping people to think, speak and act positively through the challenges of life. You can find out more about me in this interview at my website, which is Tom, the number two, and tall, tal com. My co-host today is my colleague at TechBlocks, uh, Peter Goral, Peter, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about TechBlocks before we introduce your amazing friend, Tim Krause.
1: Uh, thanks very much, Tom, and uh, good morning to you and everyone listening. Uh, yes, my name is Peter Goral. Uh, I'm uh, Vice President of Business Development and uh, Client Relations here at TechBlocks, where it's uh, our mission through the convergence of consulting, creativity, and technology to serve small, medium, and enterprise companies uh, in optimizing their business in the digital world. Our goal is really clear. Uh, We want our clients to glean value from an improved market position or profitability, and that's how we measure our success. We partner with ideas, and we're married to the results and the outcomes. Thanks again for having me on on uh, the show. Thanks, Tom. And uh, our
0: guest today is your friend, Peter, Tim Krauss. And uh, Tim's story, like that of many entrepreneurs, is all about starting over. Uh, After graduating from business school, Tim joined the family construction business, uh, determined to preempt any notions of favoritism and to earn the trust of the employees. Tim decided to start at the bottom and work in the field as an apprentice to earn his electrician's license and then after several years, he moved into the office to learn new roles, estimator, project manager, then general manager, uh, before finally buying the business. He eventually sold the business. Uh, to one of his employees, freeing him to participate in construction leadership for Canada's largest and most sophisticated forensic sciences laboratory. Ooh, I have to ask about that. After participating in two billion dollars of construction projects, Tim walked away from the industry to open the Start by Starting Consulting Group, which is dedicated to working with entrepreneurs and small business leaders. Tim believes that small businesses are the hope of the the local economy and has a mission to help entrepreneurs strike the right balance between life and the art of business. He's working on a mobile app due out this summer uh, to help small business owners manage projects efficiently and transparently. Ooh, that'll be cool. And his first book, A Fish Rots from the Head Down, <laughs> a book on leadership and culture management, is scheduled for release at the end of 2015. Welcome to the show today, Tim.
2: Thank you very much, Tom, and good morning.
0: And uh, some funny things that had me uh, laughing and thinking in there. First of all, what's a forensic sciences laboratory? That uh, sounds pretty cool.
2: It was incredibly fascinating. Um, In Ontario, there are are 12 uh, satellite uh, labs that had had outgrown their, their size and technology, and so the province decided to consolidate all of the uh, labs into one headquarters, and uh, in Toronto, and so that was a three-year project uh, where we were building this FBI-grade uh, forensics lab. My my wife was 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 looking over my shoulder one day and said, "Man, that sounds, but you know that's almost CSI." I said, "Honey, this actually is CSI." Wow, yeah, very no, cool. it, was, it was very cool.
0: My wife works for a a criminal defense lawyer, so uh, she avails herself of these type of things from time to time, although, as she often says, not as often as they do on CSI or Law and Order. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, the other one I was laughing at was uh, (laughs) the name of your first book, A Fish Rots from the Head Down, (laughs) I'm buying it just for the title. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, Peter why don't you start
1: off because this is uh, your friend yeah yeah well actually I come by I come by the friendship with Tim through uh, another good friend Kate Moore and I think we're going to have her on the show uh, uh, shortly and mm-hmm. um, and actually uh, <clears throat> I'll just be honest with you uh, this is the first time that uh, Tim and I are actually talking to one another uh, but not online and uh, which is where so many things start and I'm actually um, my questions along that line for you Tim I mean uh, I get the feeling that that you are building this business this entrepreneurial business online uh, my old friend Sean Moffat suggested that you connect online but you uh, monetize in person tell us a little bit about how you know the process associated with your business and how you go about Uh, collecting uh, your clients, and and then, of course, processing them?
2: It was John's comment about uh, uh, building online and monetizing in person, Peter. Um, We try to use uh, social media uh, reasonably effectively, and and, and there's so much of it. I mean, the the volume of noise out there is incredible, and so you – you have to be more signal than than noise, otherwise you just add to the clutter um, correct but we're we're trying to use social media to to show people that we are that we are people on the backside of all of the noise that we are genuine people who actually care about their success um, who actually want to ultimately meet you know we in person we do some uh online uh, consulting uh, we 've had clients in, in new jersey we 've had clients in, in other parts of Canada uh, and have um, successfully met with them online but in the end, we want to we want to be a face in front of a face and we want to start a relationship and we want to ultimately walk beside people and uh, social media will get us to a face, but it will not get us you can 't i 've struggled to figure out a way to walk Beside somebody authentically and genuinely and helpfully, uh, without actually developing a personal relationship.
3: Mm-hmm. No,
1: absolutely. And I, I actually, you know, on that front, I, I, actually, I read a, I read a. Uh, a piece in your blog i mean you you obviously are a discriminating individual as it comes to the, the development of clients. I read that great story i'll let you tell it, but that great story about that steel mill client you had and and the fact that you know he professed various corporate values but really didn't own him owned them and you rattled him and released him. <laughs> Tell us a little <laughs> bit more about that. I think that's absolutely
2: fantastic. Well, thank you. It was, uh, we, we were working with a, uh, a steel mill in southern Ontario and uh, we had the service contract for, uh, for their, their mill regionally and it was um, it was a, a very healthy contract for us. We, we liked them as a client historically. They had been a client for us for a long time. And as corporations tend to do, you change the internal workings, you move people around, and, and a new uh, gentleman was brought into a VP operations position, and he inherited our service contract. And we realized very quickly that the relationship that we had previously had 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 dissolved and uh ultimately i went in to to meet with the gentleman and uh he kept me waiting in the lobby for quite a period of time and and was one of these where i confirmed the meeting time i will see you at 9 a.m i will be there at 10 to 9 because i will respect your time and he kept me waiting in the lobby um and, and for quite an extended period of time, I think in, in the end, I was waiting almost 45 minutes. And in the lobby, in a big gold gilt frame, they had their uh, values and mission statement in, in you know, beautiful calligra- calligraphy. And so I had lots of time to read it. And, and it talked about how they value relationship, how they value um, um, mutual respect, how they valued uh, um, Contracts and, 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 and uh, partnerships where everybody succeeds, um, and how they valued all you know all the all the great things that that companies love to hang on the wall of their lobby. Mm-hmm. And and so after forty five minutes he called me in and and uh, and and we started talking. I said, you know, what's going on? Why why is this relationship going the wrong way? And he very candidly said, well, frankly. I'm not interested in having you work here anymore, and I want you to want to break the contract so that I can release you so that I can hire the guy I want. Mm. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I looked at him, and I said, um, have you read your own corporate values that are hanging in the lobby? And he looked at me, and he laughed. And he, he, it did not affect him. And I said, fine, forget it. This our relationship is clearly over and has been for a while. If you pay me all of the the, the um, outstanding invoices, which are far too many, I will take a check and I'll wait and you me again. And he snapped his fingers. People went off and wrote a check. I picked it up and I walked out and that was the end of our relationship. Oh, wow. It's
3: like
2: that. Yeah, that's, that's not a partnership. That's,
3: mm-hmm. No.
1: Yeah, No. <laughs> I mean, even if, I mean, even if you want, I mean, the best thing to do, I've always said, the best thing to do is, even if you wanted to um, uh, tell some, you know, tell somebody something negative, the best way to do it is like straight up front, say, "Hey, look, uh, I'm the new guy here, and uh, I've got some new friends. Uh, nothing yeah. against you, nothing against your business, but you know, yeah. I've." chosen to move on with my friend and uh, how nice would that be Uh, you you could have uh, instead of spending the 45 minutes in his uh, waiting room you could have gone on to another uh, another client 45 minutes and
2: 95 days waiting for my check yeah Yeah, Now, now
1: now Tim you um you help entrepreneurs and yes, and sir. you probably you probably have a you probably have a, a personal view about you know what an entrepreneur is i mean uh i get off, i get asked often about whether it's a nature or a nurture question about being an entrepreneur do you think there are people who are born entrepreneurs or and can you actually train somebody to be an entrepreneur what's your thoughts on that subject
2: i entrepreneurs are a very unique group of people. In my experience, I've never met somebody who decided to become an entrepreneur. To me, that is an, an inherent, uh, it's the it's nature. I don't believe you can nurture somebody into entrepreneurial. Uh, and I say that because uh, there a, uh, um, a few elements that make up that that drive to to be in business for yourself. Uh, one and one of the most critical ones to me is the willingness to absorb risk. I know mm-hmm. that as in in my own world. Uh, even when I was working for other people in in uh, various settings, the nature of the contract would always be: I will take this on. I will self-regulate. I will self-manage. I will report to you at the. You know, the designated times, but have to own the ultimate risk on this project, even though you, Mr. Client, are the final authority, My, I'm hardwired that I need. I almost thrive on uh, working without a safety net.
3: Mm-hmm. And to me, that,
2: that describes entrepreneurs, um, people who are totally OK with knowing that if I fall, I'm hitting the ground. Yeah, um, mm. and I don't. I don't think you can teach that. That is a, a is a, an inherent characteristic, uh, um, and and to me that is the single biggest one. The, the the second piece then becomes the idea that I have to be able to. Not only do I want to be able to hit the ground if I fall, but I have to have that ability to create something in my mind that I would then want to go out and build. Uh, mm. Yeah, you know, as an entrepreneur, we are we're creators, and so, and so I've I've known people who, who had ideas, had wanted to create something, but were unable to take the risk, either emotionally or uh, whatever their life circumstances were that prevented that. Um, and so that they now become the second in command or the you know the design guy behind an entrepreneur. Them yeah, who want to take the risk don't have any. They don't have any good
1: ideas.
3: Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: you yeah, know. Speaking mm-hmm. of ideas, I mean, uh, I think the entrepreneurs that I've met, and I'm including myself in that because I, you know, I've uh, gone through the, I've gone through the motions. I've worked for myself for about twelve years as a consultant to many players, and i um, one of the one of the, um, I guess one of the hurdles to get over has always been around productizing your offerings and actually putting your business services into a format where you actually can you know we can actually charge something and and you know where someone can actually gain some value from and i see that you actually had productized your offerings and you've actually put some packages together uh i mean how long did that take? I mean, that for me, that that's like a brainstorming session probably of about a week long with 10 other people in a room to try and pull that together. Tell us about how you actually came up with the these solutions and productized them and put them into a, a position where people understand and, and can actually now turn around and buy something from you. Trial and error. <laughs> it was. well, I wasn't expecting that but go
2: ahead. <laughs> Trial and um, error. Well, and and that, and that's the truth. I mean, there have been uh, uh the productizing at least as far as my uh consulting services, it has been very much a situation and then where uh as we've started, we've said, look, this is what we think it's worth and Mm-hmm. Uh, people have either said, "Oh yeah, at that price, shoot, I'll buy two. or or yes. they said, "At that price, forget it. You're 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 not worth what you think you are." Or I can get an equivalent value for a, a lesser cost. Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, the the fact is the fact is you do have to you, you do have to make that break because I know that when I was I remember when I was starting out that uh, you know my best only my best friends would tell me, Peter. You just gave away like a a really solid gold nugget of information. You should put that in a box and sell it, right? (laughs) And I'm sure you've heard that conversation from many of your friends too, you know. And but it's it's for me it's still you know it's still probably for an entrepreneur I think it's a big hurdle to get across. I mean, what advice what advice could you give the audience? Because I mean, we've got lots of entrepreneurs in the audience that are struggling. With that issue of productizing their offerings and, and and taking the bull by the horns and putting a price on it what what uh, what tips do you have for people listening the, to make that uh, that
2: move The single best advice that i've ever heard, and the one that I give the most consistently, is that pricing is based on what it 's worth to the buyer, not what it costs the seller um, in my really? own in all of my businesses over the years, one of my most consistent monsters has said, what I can sell it for and what I bought it for are two unrelated topics. And in the entrepreneurial world, one of the mistakes that I find is most consistent is people will say, and, and in the service-driven industry, uh, they will say, well, it really only cost me an hour and a half to do that for be charging them, you know, ninety minutes of my time and maybe a little bit of markup. But the reality is, you know, your expertise. Yes, you sold of your of your work, but you gave away seven years of value. And when we convert our mindset from how do I charge the ninety? Two, how much is this actually worth to the person who just did it? We have our business model, our productization on its head. All of a sudden, even though it cost you 90 minutes, that person may have been w- willing to pay $2,000, 5000 $10,000 for that, that box of goods that, that you just provided. That would be my single biggest uh, piece of advice. Sell based on the value not based on the cost.
3: Yeah, no, that's mm. great.
1: Now, mm. this conversion that you've taken in your in, in you know recent years, going from corporate world into this entrepreneurial place, helping other people. Are you, did you actually find that to be? Are, are you realizing that to be your purpose in life? Helping others is is that what that's all about? Enlightenment.
2: I have, I have found that my fulfillment level has gone through the roof. Um, it, it, is it my purpose? It's one of my purposes. I, be, I believe that one of the core reasons that I am here is to help other business people do business better. Um, I love helping people, and I particularly love helping people Around the idea of business, um, what I discovered is, as uh, my my history is, I came up in a, in a construction company as an electrician. I was a terrible electrician. In fact, ultimately, <laughs> <laughs> ultimately, I made a rule as I as I moved into management. I made a rule that I would be the worst electrician on my payroll because mm-hmm. I knew that my that was not my skill set and i could i could fill my first surround myself with people who were very good at the things that i'm not but what i was best at in that room i was the best manager in the art of business mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. i so as coming out of that uh, industry and having an opportunity now having free time and the luxury of choice I've now found tremendous fulfillment in helping businesses get better at that, that part of the business that they always One of the things, one of the core reasons that we started, start by starting, is entrepreneurs typically love
3: that,
2: that, that idea, that creation, that skill, that talent, that gift that they have they're excellent at that one thing. And it wakes them up in the morning. They get excited about it. They're going to build their widget. At night, they lay it down in bed and they think, how can I build a better, faster, cleaner, neater widget? And all along, they're forgetting or to look at the side of business that is the mechanical operation of their business. If so, focused mm-hmm. on the widget, they ignore cash flow, inventory, overhead collection, receipts, payables, those horrible, dull things that kill or make a business. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that I'm good at. Those are the things that I actually think are fun and cool because that's where we make money. Lots of people make widgets, but very few people make it. the art of their own business well. Nice.
1: Tim, sorry Tim, I hog- I Sorry to hog the floor here, yeah, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll, let, I'll let you cut in, and uh, I'm yeah. sure you've got questions of Tim. I have a,
0: a question around that, Tim. Uh, I am an entrepreneur. always have something on the go. And uh, many, many, of course, my audience, Napoleon Hill fans. so there's so many of them are entrepreneurs. But at Absolutely. the same time, uh, the, is the definition of success different for an entrepreneur? Because once you become an entrepreneur, you can work, you end up, lots of times, most of the time, working more hours, thinking more about your business, uh, spending less time with the people and family you love, and so uh, it seems different that maybe the definition of success for an entrepreneur, because they're so passionate about what they do, and a lot of times uh, people have home-based businesses or small businesses where they can work on it any time of the day or night, and so how do you measure success for an entrepreneur, because it's not the lifestyle of 40-hour weeks and uh, sitting around lounging in the
2: evenings. Well, I'll I'll tell you, Tom, as a contractor in the industry side, it wasn't 40-hour weeks and uh, and lounging around either. (laughs) And that is one of the things that I've discovered. When, When you own a business, it is very difficult to not have the business own you. Right. And my, my exhort to entrepreneurs is you cannot measure success based on financial numbers only. And, and that's part of the reason why I left the industry in the first place. My business was very, very successful, uh, ultimately. If we measured it only based on the bottom line on the year-end report. In the end, what I discovered was my business actually cost me ten years of my life. My business cost me uh, years of my life cost me friends with relationships that have never come back to me. In the end, all that with was money, uh, and and there's no fulfillment there. So when I talk to entrepreneurs, it is about two things. It's about one, the luxury of probably my comes from having a financially successful business. But it's also coming from true fulfillment at a physical, mental, emotional, physical uh, level. When you balance. Uh, luxury of choice, the success of the business, and even balance, true fulfillment, that's where you are finding true success. Um. I, have a, I have a friend who is doing very well by all appearances in one of the big government organizations here in Ontario and hates it. And I said to her, why Why are you still there? You've now spent you know, 12 years in this environment and for almost 12 years you've complained about it. And she said, because in the end, I have prioritized my lifestyle over my life.
3: Mm. This
2: company has paid me enough to afford the lifestyle that I want, even though it makes me unhappy. Mm. That would be the exact opposite of my definition of success. Right. Right.
0: At least if you're going to be passionately involved or busily involved in something, if you're passionate about it, it's not the same trade-off lifestyle for uh, money because it's something you're passionate about. Absolutely. And that's a good way to be because uh, if you can be passionate about what you do for earning a living, uh, then uh, it makes it a lot more enjoyable to enjoy the lifestyle that you create from it.
2: Well, and one of those fascinating things that I found a the way is people who are the highest performers, the entrepreneurs, people who are driving themselves to our narrow definition of success, are often ones who are least capable of self-managing and achieving that balance that. That makes of a genuinely fulfilling life. Um, It it was. I I discovered that in myself. It was part of. It was part of of the industry. It was part of my own process of redefining success. Uh, uh, On the on the forensics uh, forensic sciences project, um, I had I had a huge crew. I had 150 people working for me, uh, and. Some of my senior leaders were getting tired because it was a three-year project and it was, it was, a, it was a marathon, and it was a high-speed marathon. And, and I remember telling some of my key leaders, take some time off. I can see it on your face. You need a week. You need some time. You need to, to rest. Go, recharge, come back Even when you are rested and in a better and They said, and, oh, great, thing! Who's going to do my job? Oh, I will. Don't worry about it. Hmm. And, I, and, and I realized, what on earth am I doing? I, after the fact, when I look back on it, what on earth am I doing? Here sure I am. am. Physician, heal myself. <laughs> Telling people to go take my money and and adding to my own motives. It, it was like taking your sports car to from depot so that your pickup truck can rest. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, it only uh, increased the, the magnitude of breakdown that I experienced when when the marathon was over. So this, yes. this is where yeah. So when I talk to to uh, entrepreneurs, it is very much let's look at your business, and I know that your business affects your children. I know your business affects your marriage. I know your business affects your sleeping patterns. I know your business affects the fact that you have not been able to go for a run or go for a walk or go to the gym or whatever it is you do to keep yourself physically in balance. I know that it affects all those elements of those lives. Let's talk about how you are managing your life at the same time as you're managing your inventory.
3: Mm.
0: <laughs> manage your life while you're managing your inventory, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and now I used to work for a management consultant that worked with medium and ginormous size companies, and people were always like, You could almost see them roll their eyes on the phone when you said consultant. They're like, oh, (laughs) these
3: silly consultants,
0: they cost us a lot of money, and they're all expense and no benefit. And so it was when we started to tell them that our average client has uh, seen an increase of, has received an ROI of 3.1. So every dollar they pay us, they see over three dollars improvement on their P&L statement. Bing, now their eyes are open and are like, just ignore that you're a consultant because they and they're asking like, what kind of fees do you charge? I mean, saying, you should think we should, you should hope that we charge big fees because we're giving you back three times as much. Absolutely. So the more you, the more we charge you, the more we're giving you back. And so you must hear that as well because especially a entrepreneur or a small business, he knows exactly how much he's got in the bank and he's thinking and Expense, expense, expense! Get off the phone with this fool. So, what do you tell these entre- get? Out- what do you tell these entrepreneurs when they're like, "Oh man, this is just an expense thing"? Because I know and you know that you can add genuine value and improvement to the P and L statement, which is what they should be looking at.
2: Absolutely, and, and Tom, it's. I understand. Why people roll their eyes about consultants. Uh, a very good friend spent about 10 months with one the largest consulting firms in Canada and tells the story about how he got there. They said, okay, you've been here four hours. How are you going to charge out your time? You just got this contract. We're going to take away half that. you price your quote so that we can improve our own uh, process on your contract. We don't care if you actually deliver. And and I mean to me these are tragic, tragic stories. Your sole purpose is to go out and help them. You should make a profit while you're doing it, but not at the expense of the people who are hiring you for help. I get why people roll for eyes, the only way we can change that is by our own actions. Like you said, we have to deliver value. We try really hard to treat our clients exactly the way we'd want to be treated. You know, honestly, honorably, respectfully, we want them to feel like the success that that their success is our business. That our, one of our, our um, one of the lines that we use when we describe our own consultancy is that our satisfaction is in their self-sufficiency. The minute they don't need to call us anymore, I'm thrilled. Mm. When we look back uh, my partner and i we just doubled actually news. was it because of start by starting no, they were the ones who were were sucking it out in the it the ones who had it they were the ones managing their inventory at walled bank absolutely, know we were able to provide expertise and advice, and strategy, and practical approaches. And, and I also believe something that doesn't typically come from consultants, and that is uh, friendship, relationship, uh, of the sounding board when they all have uh, moments, and I get a text that says, you have 10 minutes because this just happened. And I just want mm-hmm. to make sure that what I'm doing is, is, is in the right direction. And to me, it's as just helping them keep on keeping on as is anything. Because mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur, you guys spoke about this also, being an entrepreneur can be a very, very lonely place. You feel yeah. like you are the only one going through this. And yes. If we can, if yeah. we can provide a sounding board, we can provide a for one where you realize that you're not alone, and two, there is someone who will actually listen and say yes, mm-hmm. no, or be careful of that. And I think we can, we can understand what we're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly, and being an entrepreneur and small businessman can be uniquely special on a marriage as well. Oh <laughs> Entrepreneurs, and they, they often must have a wife who has a good, solid, steady job and they also have to have a wife who is okay with the ups and downs of business and revenue and sales. And uh, So it is a unique challenge unto a marriage uh, to be married to an entrepreneur or a small business person because a lot of times they go through a lot of challenges before they get to the problem that they've been telling their wife or husband about for years, and uh, so <laughs> you got to have a lot of patience to live through the challenge while you're being told a big
1: story about how the future is going to be. Well, don't forget, Tom. Um, uh, there's the old uh, catchphrase: "It takes ten years to become an overnight success." So uh, 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 I'm not sure where you are on the on the scale, uh, Tim. Uh, was the second or third year in business now on your own?
2: This is I don't think starting twenty thirty. Uh in falling. I is overlay six factory just now. Uh
1: now I've been looking at you know, one of the one of the things you just you did just blow out a really nice website la uh yeah. tail end of last year. I mean it oh, is pretty dynamic and I think I shared that I shared that uh, shared that thought with you uh, uh, previously I mean that first picture just blew me away with we all want to build something great right I mean I didn't I'll be honest with you I didn't even look past that picture (laughs) I actually jumped on the get started button so kudos to you on that build because I mean that's what it's all about Yeah, and now I and then and of course when I get to the part that says what we do, I mean you, I mean there's the value for someone who hasn't, for someone who hasn't got an idea about what Tim Krause and company does. I mean, you know the fact that you've been there, you know what you're yeah. good at, you know what you aren't, and you know and that your your goal is to make your client self-sufficient, and I can I can see clearly um, that. You know, uh, we here at TechBlocks are not that far, uh, you know, uh, off the mark as it as it relates to our business services. And, uh, and I'm, um, you know, just in reading that that component, those components alone, I could see, uh, really great opportunities for the likes of TechBlocks and, uh, start by starting, uh, working together. And, uh, and I'd, uh, encourage, uh, uh, you know, a uh, uh, bigger and uh, offline conversation about that, uh, quite frankly, because uh, I, I see some real I see here. some real value there.
2: Mm-hmm. I would welcome that, absolutely.
1: And yeah. the name of the company, you are know, like,
2: Woo.
0: like, when you must have thought of that, you must have been like, ooh, I am smart, because start <laughs> by starting. There's,
2: there, there's a story behind it, like all things. And, and uh, if you got one bit of the story, we had... Uh, Years ago, and this was when I was still a kid, my father uh, was, was awarded a very large contract for him at the time uh, to build a courthouse. And they were a small company at the time. And, and uh, his top man went to site and started to you know, set up his office. And he, he looked at this mound of uh, construction documents, and, and he told me years later. He said, I was paralyzed. He said, this was a mountain, and I didn't know how to climb it. And then he heard a concrete truck backing up, and he opened up the window, and he yelled out to to the guy on the field, what are we pouring concrete on? He said, oh, that stairwell over there. He flipped the drawings. He said, I've got to install one plug at the bottom of that stairwell. And he grabbed his materials. He ran out there. He installed one plug, and and he said, and then that moment, just by starting... It freed me up to take the rest of the journey. He said, "You really, you just have to start by starting.
3: <laughs> oh
2: and ultimately, that became our mantra through the business. It became my mantra when I went to the uh, forensics lab. I had a superintendent who said, there's no way we can't just start. Just start. But well, what if I start? Well, if you start today, then we'll have, of course, correct. Just start. Start by starting. And it has become... A philosophy that we have spoken over and over and over again and it is a natural thing for the company. I
0: love it and even Peter and I last week were just talking about uh, uh, I'm somewhat of a ready fire, aim type person. I'd rather, (laughs) if I hear a cool idea, I want to do it,
3: like, now. Like, right
0: now. And then, of course, you learn, okay, well, that wasn't the right step, so let's try another one. It's an exciting way to... It's an exciting yeah. way to be, but it's not yeah. the safest way to be. So talk about that, just start by starting, because my thing is if I don't get started, is this going to go on the pile of things to get started list? And that's exactly it,
2: Tom. I mean, the reality is, is anything that we leave into the one-day pile, gets, it gets done none-day. It never gets never done to it. You got throw. The described once was you gotta throw your hat over the fence. The only choice you've got to ask is that you have after that is actually walk around the fence. Okay. You've gotta just by going back to my, my superintendent at, at forensics. I mean, he was frustrated because I was he was not prepared to start. And in the end, he came back to me and said, "Wow, that that we we course corrected three times." But we were only two degrees off, and we, were, and we started early enough that we had lots of time to get where we had to go. But we had to just break that paralysis of that first step. The first step is the worst step. Just start.
3: Just
1: start. Step. Well, actually, I, I like the fact that you know the one blog you wrote was uh, uh, changing your life with uh, three simple words. Like, start something... You know, stop yeah. doing the stuff that's killing you and, yeah. and, and change the stuff that you, you know, that you know need to change. <laughs> I mean, yeah. how simple is that? Right? I, I,
2: and I'm still actually working on my three simple words for 2015. But, uh, but I've done about 15 of them so far and haven't narrowed them down. But that's exactly what it comes down to. Stop, start the stuff you want to start. Stop the stuff you need to get rid of and change the stuff that needs to be course-corrected.
1: It's fantastic. It's a great approach, that's for sure. And you don't have to be that smart to do that. You know, that's the thing. I mean, I you know, there isn't a person that I don't know that that can't do can't do something like that. You know, no matter how depressed you are, no matter what state of, of you know financial desperation you're in, I mean, there's you can do it at your level. I know, I know that you can. Uh, I, you know, I've I've been through it before. I've witnessed it before, and I see people who. You know, uh, 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 do you mentor anybody? I'm, I'm just wondering because it uh, seems to me that you know you'd be uh, uh, somebody that uh, that people would reach out to for that kind of uh, for that kind of effort.
2: Yes, I, I do uh, have some uh, mentoring relationships and uh, I some leadership mentoring with uh, people on the corporate side, and I also have some personal relationships uh, where people have just come up to me and said, "Hey, look." We see that you are, you, track that we want to head down. Can we just, can just walk beside us for a while and just help us help us not pay as much stupid taxes as as as, <laughs> as I'm not to say, but help us just do this a little Actually uh, than then we're walk by ourselves. And and again, coming back to the what a great, great thing to be able to do. Um, to to be able to
3: help
2: not be. it's totally save a little bit of that money for, for, the, for finding a new one
0: amazing uh, well Tim the sound is starting to break up on our end and we've reached our time but as we talk about, start by starting, and you've got a website at that name, startbystarting.com, startbystarting.com. So, uh, and uh, for people listening, I guess uh, the best clients are in Ontario, in Canada, where you are, but uh, I imagine the start by starting principles, philosophies, and mentoring you do applies to whether you're in Canada, North America, or Tuktayuktak.
2: Absolutely. It is it is universal. And like I mentioned earlier, we have had clients uh, from the States and we've done uh, um, Skype and, and Google Hangouts and uh, just regular check-ins and having those conversations and working through uh, uh, situations together. The principles are universal. And the relationship can happen um, online also. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm I mean, living proof of
2: that. I'm actually living proof of that because
1: I've got friends uh, globally, and uh, we've actually uh, we've actually met. You know, I, I, they started on Twitter, and we've actually been, they've either visited Canada or I've visited the UK or the US, and we've actually gotten together, which has really been brilliant. So, and there, there are no been, walls for business. There anymore. are no
2: walls anymore.
1: That's yeah, correct. that's for sure. Tim, it's been great uh, chatting with you. And um, as mentioned, I, uh, I I I'd love to follow up with you personally and uh, uh, take a look at some of the potential synergies between uh, Techblocks and yourself, because as we uh, we specialize in helping people realize uh, quality results uh, from uh, from their efforts, and our approach is not unlike yours, with a very blank sheet of paper. An evaluation, a real-life evaluation of what's been going on and what is going on, and uh, and then a bespoke or uh, tailored solution uh, specifically for our clients. So, and uh, so I'd welcome welcome that opportunity to connect with you
2: uh, further on that. Definitely. We will do that. I would enjoy that, Peter. And if Definitely. anybody
0: goes to startbystarting.com and they have the same experience as Peter and I, where we're like wow, wow, <laughs> then uh, talk to uh, Peter and TechBlox about uh, getting, uh, we didn't build that website, but we nope. certainly could build that website like that's that.
3: Right. That's right. That's our is style a, of work. <laughs> it is a
0: wa- it's a wow experience going to that website, that's for sure. So I'll leave it at that, startbystarting.com, an amazing company name, great idea, and out. And a wow, wow website. So congratulations, Tim. Have yourself an amazing day.
2: Thank you so much, Tom. Thank you, gentlemen. Take care. All right, Tom. Thanks, Tim.
3: Talk to you.